Chevy is with us today. We are coming to you from the heart of the Texas Hill Country. How are you doing, Miss Annette? Oh, so much better now. Now, why are you doing much better? Well, I don't feel as sick as we were before. It was so hard to have a podcast and come in here and talk to people when you don't feel 100%. I know. But I feel... About 99%. So we were living up in a really down world for about three and a half, four weeks. And just this last week, we really turned the corner. And now we actually went, where do we go today for the first time in a month? Gym. Actually, it's called therapy. Yeah, for real. I I would rather pay the money to the gym and get the results (laughs) from that than a therapist. Not that therapists are wrong. No, not at all. Not at all. I feel 100% better. I have a little problem with therapists. Because you end up having to. I end up counseling yes. them. The last therapist they be I had. You. I know. The last therapist I had, it was really interesting. She was helpful for a few weeks and then, and then things started to turn. And then it dawned on me in the last two sessions. That's why I had to let her go. I had yes, to release her. Now it. In the last two sessions, I ended up ministering to her, praying for her, and I counseling you, her. Did you get your money back? <clears throat> <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, you're going to owe me now. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, that's just one of those things. I'm a pastor and I can't ever turn it off. It's right. autopilot for me. So we are so glad that you joined us today. We're going to get right into, I mean, you, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you know that we've got crazy stories. I mean, and they're crazy because God loves us so much. He has allowed us to go on this wild journey, <laughs> 30 years of wow and sometimes a few days of UGG. I mean, we've had some UGG yeah, sessions, you know, seasons as well, right? Yes. But, you know, when I married you, I thought, okay, everything is going to be rosy from here on <laughs> out. Because, you know, I had 30 years of a really, really bad life. I mean, yeah. I just can't, I don't even know how to describe. You thought it's, a, that's yeah, only up from here. Feel, I had no idea that it was just beginning. Well, honey, you shouldn't have married a pastor. I know, See, I, know. It's, uh, I it's, forgot to mention to you about you things like the valley of the shadow of death, no. spiritual warfare. Oh, you can never turn it off. I forgot to mention those yeah, things to you. It's work is not eight hours a day like it was before. So what do I owe you for all this well, hardship? I'm still thinking about that <laughs> one. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Chevy, how are you doing? What do you got to say today? He's happy because I got him in the right chair. Looks like he's hot. He's like panting. I know. You might hear him. He's sitting on your lap. I know. You may hear him. And you may hear us still cough and sniffle here and there because we're we're working through the end of this thing. But but I do want to get into our story. This last Sunday at church, um, I spoke. Now, we pastor a church called Bridge Church at Fredericksburg, Texas. We've been there seven years. Seven years. We We just had our anniversary there. And it has been a glorious, amazing, wonderful ride in that we've had our hard times just like anybody else, mm-hmm. but it's all good. I mean, we've had so much stuff in our life in our 30 years and then beyond that we now see the interconnectedness of everything. Right. We see that had that not have happened, we wouldn't be where we are. And we we live, and that's why we can live up in a down mm-hmm. world, while we can smile while everybody else seems to be losing their minds sometimes, because we've seen enough life that we have history in God, and we know He's brought us this far. He's not going to turn us back right. now, right? Uh-huh. So on Sunday, I, I, I was going to start a new series, and 
I just had this thing in my heart, in my mind, my spirit, as I was praying and reading scripture. And it was like, I couldn't quite go there yet. There was still something I had to do. And also, um, I had the privilege and honor of officiating a funeral last week. Yes. And that, so that really wipes me out a for a lot of your brain. It space. does. It, it wipes me out for days emotionally, but also trying to put together, you know, a message that's going to be life giving for those that are there and having to research and study the person and read some of her things. So it does. It takes me out for a few days. So I knew I couldn't launch a new series. So I, I called an audible and I said, I, I'm going to go this direction. And the title of it is Tell Your Story. And God has been speaking to me about the power of story, that Jesus was the ultimate storyteller. Mm-hmm. And and as I was really thinking about that and praying about that, it dawned on me, we're supposed to be storytellers too. Right. All of us have a story. Some think, oh, I don't have a gutter to glory story, so I don't have a story. No, you have a story of faithfulness. You have right. a story of that's good and life-giving. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't go down some of the roads that I, some of the turns I took by making bad choices. So you have a glorious, wonderful testimony or story, and everybody is a story. We're living out a story, and our chapters are still being written as we speak. So anyway, I talked about that, and that really triggered uh, just the thoughts in terms of what we want to do in our podcast that we're calling Living Up in a Down World. With the sub, the subtitle is, is, uh, making faith real for the rest of us. Cause that's really our heart. And so thank you for joining us. I want to dive right in. Well, let me just say yeah, this. Yesterday, right when we walked into the church, a gentleman, older gentleman stopped us and said he had listened to episode one and two. And he oh, yeah. said, Oh my goodness. I love that you're telling your stories. This is, I've been in this church for years. But now I'm really getting to know you. That's right. And know the power of God in your life. That was confirmation right there that yeah. we are doing what God's called us to do at this time. That's great. Yes. His name's James Barons. James, oh, if you're listening, we want you to know you so encouraged us in terms of this podcast and how it's helping you and that you're getting to know us from mm-hmm. the inside out. And that's why we're doing this yes. because in the pulpit, I mean, and I'm real transparent. Anybody's heard me preach, I, I'm, I kind of let it all hang out there. But, but still, you know, it's me talking, but with Annette and I dialoguing and telling our stories, it gives us such joy and such life to be able to say, you know, this happened to us. At the end of it, though, we have a but God moment, but God moment. In other words, it may look bad now and it may look like it's not going to work out. But God, he shows up and he does what he does. So we want to encourage you. There's a but God waiting for you at the end of your situation. Mm -hmm. If you're in in the valley of the shadow of death or you're in a desert season, I want you to know there's a but God coming. There's an immediately coming, a suddenly coming for you. And God has more for you than this pain that you're in Some people, sad to say, quit before that but God. Well, that's the truth. And I was one of those that almost did. That's easy to do because sometimes you just get to a point, right, honey, where you're like, I can't take another thing. It's like, a. a, so we were to the gym today, so this is on my mind. Let's say you're laying on a bench and you've got a bar and you've got two 45-pound plates and and you can barely lift it and and you're thinking to yourself, I can't lift another ounce. Mm -hmm. And somebody walks around and puts two more plates on it and you're crushed. Yes. And you're like, if somebody doesn't help me, my spotter, I cannot get this up. And here comes the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. the helper, our friend, our advocate, our intercessor, our comforter. Mm 
he comes alongside help and he, he gets under that bar. He lifts it. And all of a sudden you can lift what you couldn't lift before. You can bear what you couldn't bear before. You can bear the weight you couldn't bear before. So that's, that's really the heart of everything we are about this. So if you haven't had a chance, this is number five, mm-hmm. episode number five. We've been doing them on a weekly basis. We kicked around doing it every other week, but you know, as long as things are coming up, we're going to keep going. So anyway, if you had some druthers on that, it's the Texas way of saying, if you'd rather hear it every other week or every week, let us know. We'd love the feedback. In fact, I'll share some feedback in a bit. But anyway, I want to jump right into this because Annette, um, we went through a wild experience in one of our churches, and it was one of those curveballs that you couldn't have predicted. You couldn't have said, and, and you didn't wake up one day and say, wow, I hope I have a stalker today. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what happened. We had moved from one right. one community to another, to a brand new church, didn't know anybody in the city, and right. what happened? Well, this particular person happened to be my business partner in the city we were living in at the time, but we were just friends. He was an older gentleman, um, about, what, 20-plus years older than myself, helping me in my business endeavor. And um, I thought, you know, wow, this is a really nice gentleman that's helping Jimmy and I, um, who was there for us for, you know, because we were just kids, basically, just trying to live life. And he he had... really become my partner and was helping me in my business. Well, he had told us about a church in another town. We're not going to mention names or towns or anything. Yeah, We're trying to protect, to protect the guilty <laughs> and the innocent. And the innocent. <laughs> but um, we had, he had told us about a church in another town and uh, contacted that pastor. And that pastor, um, he was actually going to go on staff there as an associate pastor. And, uh, he mentioned that he knew us from a church in the place we were living, and they, the pastor said, you know what, we need a youth pastor. So they interviewed us, and we didn't, we didn't know if we were going to get the position or not, but we decided, this is another thing, we moved there by faith. Do you know Oh, that? boy, did we ever. We didn't even have the job, but we just knew in our knower we were supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> had no idea what was going to happen. So we we moved there by faith because we just felt like God was calling us back in the ministry. We weren't um, full time; we were part time in the ministry. Um, you were; I was in a business. And we moved there, and I thought everything was great. And then all of a sudden, everywhere I went, grocery store, I, I had to register my son in high school. Um, every the restaurant, everywhere I went, this gentleman who was my business partner showed up and it was eerie he and i were very close friends and jimmy and with his wife but something happened to him to where it went from friendship to i've got to have this woman you remember that oh yeah the thing the sad thing about it is i didn't share everything with jimmy because in my mind i'm young i'm in my 30s I'm thinking, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just be nice to him and just politely, you know, uh, just be his friend. I just didn't know it was going to escalate. And it, I'll never forget. I mean, how can you know that? No, you don't. You don't. See you don't. And when you're young, you think you can handle right. everything by yourself. Right. I didn't even ask God to help me handle it because I just thought, oh, well, I can do this. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and we'd only been married about a year and a half, two right. years. Yeah, so it wasn't very young. Yeah. All this. And so still had a lot of baggage from my Boy, prior yeah. uh, marriage and home life. And I'll never forget, I was in a restaurant, White's Cafe, I believe it was. I'll never forget. And I saw this gentleman at the window with his hands on the window. I'm sure the that people there freaky. were just like, and he looked at me. I looked over at him and I was having lunch with one of uh, my staff uh, at the church because I uh, eventually we did get on at the church, even though we moved there without a job. They ended up um, calling us there. And I remember him pointing his finger and telling me to come to him. So I had to excuse myself from my lunch go to him, and he said, follow me out to your car. And, of course, I'm not scared. I just think, you know, okay, he's just a friend. And we got in my car, and he said, if I can't have you, I'm going to kill Jimmy. And that's when all hell broke loose in my life. So I went and got my gun, and I shot him. (laughs) No, you did not. I'm kidding. (laughs) But, you know, I had to... I, I left there. I went straight to the church that we were, um, where we were on staff, and I had to. I had to say, Jimmy, our friend has crossed a line. That now I'm afraid for your life, my life, our life. And I had to tell you. And what did you do? I called him in. Yep, you did. I reached out to him. I said, I need to meet you. I was shaking. I was shaking. <laughs> you were nervous. I was, and it was, I wouldn't even say I was angry. I was sort of sad because anytime you, because somebody you care about crosses a line, you know, you, you have compassion for them because you're like, come on, dude. And so it was really, it was heartbreaking on one level because we, we loved him and we cared about his family. He had a family and we but he loved was his grooming me, wasn't he? Oh, no doubt. Totally this is an ongoing grooming. thing. Looking back. I don't back, even know what that word meant. Right, hindsight's 50, you know, you know, 2020, right? Yes. So, so I called him in and, and, and that and I sat down with him. I mean, literally like knee to knee. Yes. And we just, I confronted him and said, what are you thinking? And for whatever reason, he had a high respect for me and, and he, he just lost it. He broke down in tears. He was repentant. He was apologized. So sorry. Please forgive me. And so we're thinking it's over, right? We're thinking we're done with this. Okay. Right. Yeah. Hey, this is great. I'm glad we were able to, and we prayed together and, and so I go, we thought, oh, okay, that was a win. Yes. Yeah. But I'm depressed. I get yeah, it took you out. really depressed because I really don't know if I can trust even the words he was saying to you. Yeah. And really took you out. It took me out. And remember what happened when you came home one day? Well, I mean, rem- remind me, there's several things I happened. I was in the shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happened was I was doing a student event up at the church, mm-hmm. and our youth ministry was growing. I mean, it was it was exciting on one hand because things were really happening. And as this thing started to grow, and so it was like a Saturday, and I had to be up there on a Saturday because we had some event we were doing. We were rebuilding our the youth had this cool warehouse thing and we were working on that and I get this call from Annette and she, you literally said, I'm going to kill myself. I I mean, I was like, what? I mean, because he kept calling me and hanging up or calling me, trying to get me to call him back. We had to get the elders involved. Yeah. So she called and said, I'm going to kill myself. I said, I'll be home. And I jumped in my little truck and I drove and uh, I turned it over to the guys there and I got home and yeah, you were in the shower in a fetal position. Mm -hmm. You were just done. And I, you know, as a, as a 31 year old guy, I was, I didn't know what to do. I was, I, I was, 
what do we do? Where do we go with this? You know, and uh, so so you started down this really dark path mm-hmm. of depression, mm-hmm. and it was not clinical. It was not uh, body chemistry. It wasn't medical. It was situational, and it threw you into a tailspin. Mm-hmm. And of course. We're newly married. We're young married. We're we're still trying to figure things out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with all the Samsonite, the baggage that we, we both in. drug. I mean, we look like that. And I brought a lot more than you did. You had a lot well, more charm life than I did. No, no, no we still, we still, everybody brings stuff right. in, and we did. And so that's I don't where think you knew what you were getting yourself into. No one ever does. Mm-hmm. It's not even about. I would have changed anything because, I mean, I, I knew when we got married that there was stuff we talked about. Yeah. We were very open together. And so I, I just knew that if we really give this to Christ, if we really walk the walk, mm-hmm. that we would be okay. Mm-hmm. And and we are. We I mean, we're more than okay. We're thriving. But it took it was a journey of years, years. of navigating all that baggage. And if you're listening today and you're in that place of going, I just don't see an end in sight. Mm-hmm. We didn't either. Wow. We didn't know how we're going to deal with this. And two, sometimes it's hard to know who to turn to and who to trust. Well, he was my best friend, basically our best friend. Yeah. So he, and really the only person, the only we, person knew we knew in there. that new town. And and we're it still was new. Just I felt like I just lost everything and I, I had, you know, kept so much from you because I didn't want to burden you with what I was going through because you were in a new place trying to navigate a new ministry. And it was my son who was in high school, his first, first year in high school, I believe. And he came, well, no, sophomore, he was sophomore. And I remember him coming and I'm laying in the bed. It was right after the shower yeah, scene. Yeah, the yeah. shower scene. I feel I like psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and we're I'm laying there and he's talking to me and my son ministered life to yeah. me. I'll never forget wisdom that. beyond his years. I don't even remember everything he said. Right. It doesn't matter, but there was wisdom coming out that mm-hmm. it spoke into your heart mm-hmm. and it gave you the impetus to turn the corner. Yes. And of course we were praying. praying. We were praying. And I was frankly, I was doing spiritual warfare. I was praying over our home. Yes. I was praying over, you know, the atmosphere. I was like, you know, in devil, you're not gonna take us out. No. And we felt like and just so you know this, I mean you gotta understand there's there's medical issues here, there's there's mental, emotional issues, there's situational issues. But the one thing that, that we have to understand, there are also there's spiritual darkness. Yes, it's real. Is. The devil's real. If God's real, the devil's real. There's exactly. you don't get one without the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that dynamic is at play in our lives. Mm-hmm. And even though we know in the end we win, mm-hmm. there's an in between and we're living in the in between and in that paul the apostle paul says you got to fight the good fight of faith i mean and if there wasn't a fight to be fought he wouldn't have told us to fight the good fight of faith or that the weapons of our warfare are not connor but they're mighty in god for pulling down a stronghold casting every argument ever we had to do that how to fight the spiritual it was like because we couldn't fight him that was not who we were supposed to fight it's not even him in the first place right it was it was an entity controlling yeah. him because yeah. I did not know that part of him. Yeah. And just so you know, we're not spooky people. We no. don't look for this stuff around <laughs> no. every corner. We don't, this it doesn't occupy our brain space. But 
I remember words of, of another pastor who said in a message one time, he said, he said, I don't look for demons and dark spiritual stuff, but you can never ignore the obvious. Right. And this was obvious. Right. So there were all those components at work. And so, but how did this turn? I oh, mean, what gosh. happened? Well, you know, the elders got involved. We all had a meeting with him and so forth. But after that, we just began to pray because we were, we were really going to battle spiritually. We, and just sorry to interrupt, but yeah. we were only in that church a few months. Uh, yes. I mean, this was like early on. Yes. Pastor Very turned against on. us. He he was mad at us like he it was thought, our fault. Yes. Because so, he had no, he knew this gentleman and yeah, known him and for years. So he trusted him but didn't trust us and we we were just completely rejected. We were rejected. It it, it got rough. But we got a phone call. You got a phone yeah. call from a pastor that you hadn't talked to in years. Yeah. He was the pastor that recognized the call on your life mm-hmm. that you that Years before. you had a call of God on your life to be, um, become a pastor. Yeah, and he he called you. I'll never forget you telling me that he said, "I've been looking for you for weeks mm-hmm. because I live in Southern California now." Yeah, we didn't have Google then. No, we didn't have Google. <laughs> this was before the. Internet. I don't even know how he found you, <laughs> yeah. but he said. We have a youth position open, and God kept putting you on my heart. Mm-hmm. And I knew then God was our rescuer. He put you and I on his heart to call us to California and remove us from yeah. the situation. Because honestly, I don't think we could have continued there yeah, with that either. pastor, you know, having the feelings he had for us. Mm-hmm. But also knowing that gentleman was still in the church. He was not on staff anymore. They removed mm-hmm. him, but he was still in that church. Yeah. And every Sunday, yeah. I would see him. It was just, it was, it, it, it's like seeing someone who victimized you yeah. over and over and over. And uh, yeah. so it, it was, that was a miracle. God came through. And we found out later that pastor, he, he had a moral failure and he yeah. was, kicked out of his, the very church yes. he founded. So this pastor that came against us, he actually ended up mm-hmm. falling to the very thing he was accusing him in. I mean, it was crazy. You know, It's and it's sad. That's tragic. That doesn't give us pleasure, but it, it validated the fact that we weren't just losing our minds. Right, I mean, right. this was something was weird here. Mm-hmm. And so things begin to turn when I got that phone call and we said, we will pray about it. We'll consider it. And I mean, it and I looked at you and I said, pray about it. God just answered our prayer. <laughs> no, well, oh, it's like, uh, let's go. And sure enough, it turned, went really fast. Remember? I mean, it was like click, click, yeah. click. And then all of a sudden it was, Oh, sorry, Chevy. I snapped my fingers. He got excited. <laughs> I don't know. Where are we going? So anyway, it happened very fast and we found ourselves loading a Penske truck and driving out to Southern California. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and started a whole new chapter. And I, we want to encourage you with this. No matter what you're in right now, there's a but God moment coming. Always. It was a but God for us. And we were bent, but we weren't broken. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we, you might call it the valley, the shadow of death. You know, Psalm 23 talks mm-hmm. about that or the wilderness, which we see Jesus was led into the wilderness. And, and there are many wilderness experiences for many of the of the men and women in the scripture. You know, these are real people, by the way. These are not just storybook characters. These are people just like us with real feelings, real emotions, real lives, real families. And yet they had these horrific things come and their way. 
And their stories are now written for eternity in Scripture. And what's interesting is we somehow read the Bible and we place them in history, but we don't think of them in terms of, wait, we're going through the same kinds of things, Mm -hmm. the same dynamics, the depression. And boy, if Jeremiah the prophet wasn't depressed, then I don't know anything about the Bible. He wrestled and struggled with the pain and suffering he went through. So we see all these dynamics in Scripture, and we have to realize they're us mm-hmm. and we're them. The Bible's talking to us. Right. And so when we tell our stories, our stories of how God showed up, the reason I know God showed up is that, that we're, our, we still have a pulse. Right. And we we're still, still love here. ministry. We still love God. Absolutely. And we still fight the devil. Yeah. And now we know how to fight. You know, if you don't exactly. have a fight to fight, you don't know how to fight. That is and true. Boy. It, it opened up our eyes yeah. because when we went to Southern California, boy, did we ever have spiritual warfare. That was Where we lived wild. And we saw things and heard things. You'll have to tell the story. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll have some week. conversations yeah, about that. We have some yeah. stories of, I, I mean, it, unbel- yeah. things that I can't even... It's hard to even. It's kind of like we jumped out of the out of the frying pan into a fire, but it was a different fire. It right. was actually something that it wasn't against us. We just no, no. saw things, and it and it sharpened us. It did. It really, if you think about it, family and friends, everything that happens to us has the potential to either break us or make us, right. and the choice is ours. I can be I can be bent and broken, or I can choose to be bent but not broken right. and say, "Wait, God's going to get me through this somehow, some way." I I'm going to be bulldog determined not to let go. Mm-hmm. And that's what really to encourage you. There comes a point where you're going to have to say, I'm going to hang on to God no matter, no matter what happens, yes. no matter how bad this hurts or no matter what comes up. We live in a I'm fallen world. Go. We are going to get hurt. We are no going doubt. to get bent. But God said that he, we're not going to be yeah. broken. A nice way to say place. it is crap happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm saying that. You're nice saying vernacular. it in a very nice way. But it's true. Mm-hmm. Life happens. Crap happens. And you, and it comes your way and it always knocks you off mm-hmm. balance. And then you have to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is an opportunity. But here's right, another God. thing you used to say. I have to say this. Well, I mean, I hope you used to thing. say shift happens. Okay. You got to be one careful. Tough, I know. Shift because happens. when you said that in church, in when we were in Abilene, <laughs> you accidentally said the other, and the whole church erupted. I don't remember. I that. remember. I remember that. I cussed no. another time in the pulpit. Well, you did, but I do remember that you was saying. a big faux pas. Yeah. Why I'm, I can't say this <laughs> on the shift program. Does happen. <laughs> it, does. it does happen. <laughs> it does. Life happens, right? Yes. So if you're listening today. Please take courage. Yes. Be encouraged. God's not giving up on you. And our, our prayer for you is that you won't give up on Him. Mm-hmm. You could be, and Annette and I talked about this during the week, you could be moments away from your breakthrough. I mean, so many yes. of our, and we have to in our lives, have given up right at the finish line. Yes. I mean, like five yards before the finish line. So I played high school football, played sports all my life. And, uh, It was always the most intense. I played defense and offense. I went both ways on the team. And it was the most intense moments were when your opponent was at the two, three, or four-yard line. And it was like right there. Mm -hmm. And that was where the battle really happened. I mean, when you're midfield, you know, you're just trying to work the ball down. But when you're down at the goal line and you're trying to punch through that end zone and get to score, that's when it gets ugly. That's when it gets dirty. And that's when it gets 
intense. And I have found in my experience in walking with Jesus and also having to deal with a very real enemy, the enemy of our souls, that when right before the breakthrough, you know, you've heard the cliche, it's always darkest before the dawn. I mean, it's kind of the same principle. Right before the breakthrough is when the warfare gets the most intense. So we want to encourage you in that to think, to say to yourself, if it's getting bigger and if there's more intensity happening, then then that means I'm right at my right breakthrough. At the breakthrough. And this is actually give good up news. Because God's news. got a plan and you 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 might not understand the plan. I, we didn't understand. We didn't understand why we even had to go to that's right. that place that we went to. That's right. But you know what? I wouldn't change anything. We've said this before. We wouldn't change anything because yeah. it's brought us to who we are today. And our stories hopefully can help others. Absolutely. And we know our stories are still still stories yet to be written. We know there's more coming. Well, listen, we want to turn the corner here as we land the plane. Uh, we want to share some things with you. These are just some encouragements that have come from various people. Uh, listen to this and that. This is so encouraging to us. Love your podcast. Being a coach's wife, we've experienced disappointment multiple times, and we're now walking through infertility with our daughter who so badly wants to be a mama. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. Vulnerable. And thank you for writing that. That means so much for you. Here's another one. Congratulations on number four. This is from last week. These are becoming a must listen. Thank you for sharing. It is much needed. Here's another one. Loved your comments about trust. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear that this week. Thank you for sharing your beautiful story, illustrating that God truly is a God of miracles. Yes. And these just go on and on. And I just want to say thank you to those of you that are are sharing your heart with us. Here's a couple more, and these come off of uh, Fountain and some of the others. And, and if you listen on whatever platform you use, we're on all of them. But Fountain is one where you can actually value for value. Actually, you know, if you like something we say and you're encouraged by it and it adds value to your life, you can actually uh, send uh, Satoshis, I mean, Bitcoin. And it's a really cool, it's called Fountain. It's an app. You can download it or you can get it on the web. But here's a couple of comments from Fountain. This happened today. Uh, uh, Sir Doug wrote and said, just listen to your first four episodes. Wow. I know. Was turned on to this by Adam. This is talking about Adam Curry, dear friend of ours. He also does our post-production for this show. It's turned on to this by Adam. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you, Sir Doug, for the encouragement. Another one, this is a new friend of ours who actually was a dear friend of Adam and Tina Curry's who were kind of coaching us and walking us through, but more than that, they become dear friends and we love them deeply. The Sir Brian with an I. We know Brian, he's from Austin. He wrote this today. I hope that nobody at, he named a church, hears this, but Jimmy is my new pastor. Thank you for helping me in my growth and for being a sincere friend. And the words of encouragement and your humor, God bless you. And not just the ones we care about, but those who need to hear our stories. That's great. And just, you know, that really is our heart is we want to share our stories and we want to hear yours is too. So feel free to write us. You can reach us at bridgefbg.com. You can go to the staff page there. Our pictures there, our emails are there. We would love to hear from you and, uh, we love you. Yes. Ethan, you have to say in it as we land oh, the plane just, here. It- it really is a blessing as much as I've, you know, kicked against the goads. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to you drag know, her in here the first me. couple of times. And, and even Tina said, Annette, don't you just love it now? And I was like, well, I'm getting there. But today, I think it's because I feel good. Yeah. And when you don't big. feel good, it's really hard yeah, no um, doubt. to have a podcast and 
but yes, I am very, I feel very blessed and I'm getting like you, a lot of feedback. People are texting me yeah. and emailing me and uh, it's just really encouraging. We just want to help you. Yes. That's really our heart. I would like to end because I would love to pray for our listeners. Can we do that? Yeah, so it's kind of new. We haven't done that. This is our fifth one. And so I would, I just feel really led to pray for you. So Father, Abba, Father, Jesus, precious Holy Spirit, our helper, our comforter, our counselor, our friend, our intercessor, our advocate. We come to you, Annette and I come to you on behalf of our listeners and our friends that are hopefully gaining some help, some encouragement, some hope, and that is our desire, Lord. So for everyone that's listening and those who will be listening, I'm asking a favor, Father, because you're a good Father. Would you blanket them with your grace? Would you release more mercy, more grace, more help into their lives? And Father, if there's anyone listening who's never really taken the step to go all in with Jesus, Lord, would you just woo their heart and, and, and issue that invitation to come and follow me? That's what Jesus said, come, follow me. And so, Lord, for our listeners and our friends, we hold them up. And, Lord, it is our prayer that they will learn how to grow through the pain, the suffering, the dark times, the downness of this world, and that we would come to a place where they live up in a down world. That's our heart for them. Lord, that this would just be a love fest. We love our listeners. We love those. And for those who've never listened but will someday, we pray for them in advance. Bless them, encourage them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. We love you guys. Look forward to the next time. And do live up in a down world. God bless you.